welcome to Sports Trebuchet, Issue 7. Uh, we'd like to thank the Meltdowns for the use of their song, Cemetery City. They got a new EP dropping in January. I am Marty. I am Kyle. Josh. Anthony. And Anthony Nasta <laughs> is back. We just used his whole name, so if you want to yes. look him up. Uh, he has an old MySpace. It's classic. I'm going to take my headphones off now. <laughs> um, welcome back uh, to the show. Nasta? Yes, uh, I am this. I'm really excited and I'm proud to be here again. Thank you guys. Proud. Um, proud to be We're proud to have you. Um, Nasta's probably going to be uh, a semi-regular on the show, um, depending on scheduling. Uh, but he's or just going to be here until he's not. Or the FCC might actually make a complaint, then I might get booted off. Because we're getting too big. <laughs> too, too big, popular. too quick. Yeah. Listen, you need too to have the brakes. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, you're astroturfing. We need a grassroots type yeah, of podcast, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> um, so, uh, on the dock today, uh, fuck it, let's just do it as, as a surprise. I want to jump right in, um, to Josh because uh, Kyle and I were discussing an American soccer player. What was uh, his name? Timothy Weah. Timothy Weah, uh, whose father was? George Weah. And we were looking at some clips, uh, and turns out he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, really good. But Josh said he had a story that was related to George Weah. So we're going to start with this story. Yes. So this is a good one. There's probably a bunch, if there's anybody in England that listens to this at any point in time, they may well be aware of the story. But if you, if you share the it, fucking show, maybe there would be. I retweet you? it on my personal Twitter <laughs> every time. But nobody likes you. I don't see that notification so. ever. I mean, why would you, though? Well, it's, it's the... Uh, You're too busy liking it from your own personal That's profile. true. It's oh, Twitter to... in the UK. That's why we don't get it. <laughs> it's Twitter. <Yeah. laughs> it's Twitter. It's like NA Twitter. <laughs> it's a different scarf plug that goes in. Anyway, right, here we go. So, George Weah, Liberian international, I believe, right? He was Liberian? Yes. He's now president of Liberia. He is it? the mm-hmm. president of Liberia. Right, so this is a story. Uh, this is November 1996. October it happened, but November, 9th of November was the fateful day. Uh, a man who purported to be at Liberian international George Weah in 1996 called Graham Sunis, who was then manager of Southampton in the Premier League. He told Weah that he had a player for him on his radar called Ali Dia. And he said he was his cousin. He had played for Paris Saint-Germain, had played 13 times for his country, and was really looking for a chance in the English Premier League. Graham Sunis, you got to remember that this is only 20 years ago. And if anything, this just shows the depth in which the internet has changed us as a world. Graham Sunis, listening to George Weah, player of the year at one point, major player, took him on his word and brought Ali Deer in. Brought him in on the Friday. He didn't really have time for practice, but put him on the bench on the Saturday because he had no time to do anything. This is George Weah, who's gave him the recommendation. Ali Deer shows up, he's well up and running for it. He's like, look Ali, you're on the bench. See what we'll do, all right? Comes on for Southampton. He played one game wearing the number 33 shirt. Came on against Leeds United. It was 1996. Uh, he came on for an injured Matt Letizier, who was a pretty big striker at the time. And after 32 minutes, he was substituted himself off of the pitch. It was all a scam. 
somebody just called up pretending to be George Weah, probably Ali Deer, yeah. <laughs> pretending to be him, and managed to get a 32-minute runaround in the Premier League. That is incredible. And was eventually taken off for being an absolute idiot. Uh, Letizia has even been quoted as saying he ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing to watch, and the entire bench was in heaps of laughter while Sunis was fuming. That's class. He was then released by Southampton two weeks into his contract, and uh, so they gave him a go. They got to yeah. trade him up a little bit. Yeah, he uh, he then went and achieved a. <laughs> he then went and achieved a Master of Business Administration from San Francisco State University in 2003. The Ali guy? Yep. And that's what he's... Th- he's now 53, and his, uh, his kid is playing for... Please tell me he's a soccer player. He is. He's a soccer player for St. Quentin. Do you think so? Uh, who's a French team who play in the fourth division in France. Well, you know, he's got good genes. Got- Clearly. But... <laughs> there is not going to be many stories in the world of sport that, that gets a absolute. player that high for that amount of time anywhere. And it was all because someone pretended to be George Weah. <coughs> and That's he got awesome. Off. That is great. Incredible scene. George Weah and Ali Dea. Oh my goodness. Ali Dea. That's a pretty sweet name, too. It to is. Be honest. A-L-I-D-I-A. That's what I was trying to find. I could not... I, I kept trying to put uh, Ali Death. <laughs> is this the dude? Yeah. He just looks confused. Is that the manager oh. of Southampton at the time? That was Graham Soonis at the time, yeah. What <laughs> a mustache. Wow. Damn. Ali Dea. I'm just making this as a note because I'm including Ali that. D's. Um, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good story. That's, that's pretty uh, neat. Uh, did you want... Josh should, had mentioned that he wanted a 15-minute segment. I don't know if it needs to be that long, but what it was... It could be that long. Might. So y'all both know? And y'all haven't told me? Uh-huh. Y'all yeah. gonna fucking try to pull some shit. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Our listeners can look back a couple of weeks ago, and we gave Kyle a real run through the mill on Blake Bortles and the inability that he has at quarterback to throw a ball or really just have any kind of footballing brain. Um, and we gave him... <laughs> We gave him a bit of a hard time and we went through a lot of the teams and was like, okay, where would you, what what starting quarterback would you rather have? Would I take this guy over Bortles? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the spirit of... Uh, I believe that was issue number three, by the way, of like, it's called What's Eating Like Bortles, I believe. It might be. Nice. So it's a Christmas season, it's a time for giving and we're going to give you the same kind of run. Okay. Um, except we're obviously not going to waste time on Dallas or anything like that because you're not too... Deep into the Cowboys thing, but there's one thing you do give a shit about, and you're very strong in your beliefs, and that's Colin Kaepernick. Okay. So what we're going to do today yeah. is we're going to go through every single team, and you've got to say which teams he should be starting for. Okay, so would I take their current starter over Colin Kaepernick? Nope. The, the time is now. You have a choice. Do you put Colin Kaepernick in that starter quarterback position, or do you play... The current starter. Gotcha. So, Washington Redskins. Next Josh, week, next so, week, do you play Josh Johnson, Fleet Elite, or do you play Fleet Elite? <laughs> Never sell alone, <laughs> fucking cunts. Or do you play Colin Kaepernick next week? All right, and this is this is going with purely pulling Colin off the street. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and all right, so in it's your, not, 
in your current feelings of how Colin is ready okay. to play. This is interesting. All right. Okay. So let's start with the AFC. Uh, can I tell you this? Um, we'll start with Josh Johnson. Uh, no, we're not. We're not starting with Josh Johnson because he's a ways segment. down. Okay, you're second. Let's start with the first team. We'll start with the first team, and that's the New England Patriots. Brady. No. Yeah. Uh, so you mean to say no? I wouldn't put Colin as a starter. You either you either name their starting quarterback or you name Kaepernick. All right, then Brady. Yeah. Okay. The Miami Dolphins. Tannehill. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen's doing good, man. He actually is. Yeah, he's which is gross. Yeah. So and I want Allen. you to I want you to take into account the club, the team too, not just like. <coughs> no, maybe win the game next week, but is he the right move when they've just drafted a rookie? You know what I mean? Like, they've just drafted Josh Allen. He's the plan right. so for now. <laughs> With the Bills, how long I've seen him for, they could be a different plan. Yeah, no, I mean, like, and, 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 Sam, the plan. and Sam Darnold's going to be next with the Jets, right? Yes. So, uh, like, so like Sam Darnold, I think terrible. he's really not that he's really not that bad. But do I think Sam Darnold could afford to, like, sit behind somebody? Sure. But, like, mm-hmm. in this hypothetical, starting next week, Darnold's better. To, okay. be, to be in there. Mm-hmm. So you think that Donald would be a better quarterback for the Jets than Kaepernick? For next week, yes. Yeah. Sure. But just in the in the bigger picture, too. I mean, it's week 16. The Jets aren't doing shit. So you could sit there no. and go, well, fuck it. He's going to be better next season. Let's die. Yeah, so. sure. I mean, if I think if, if uh, Colin... It's weird, too, because a rookie having 16 or 15 games under their belt now, however many it is. They're really not 14. a rookie anymore. They're not a rookie yeah, anymore. But, like, I think they could still... You could still benefit, but it'd be signing Colin as a backup. I think that, like, for instance, Josh Allen could really use Kaepernick as a mentor type, too. Right. So, like, we're I'm talking, get you starter. 100%, we're talking starter, though. Yeah, for sure. So, no to the Jets? Yeah, so the entire AFC East uh, keep. Cool. Stay. AFC West, I know what you mean. West. Chiefs. No. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> so, Mahomes is your boy. Yeah, Mahomes. Chargers. Rivers, Rivers. Baby. yeah. Broncos. Keenum. I love. I really like Case Keenum, yeah, but Case I Keenum, think uh, with how they're struggling and what they have going well for them, I think Kaepernick would be a better starter. Okay. The receivers are torn up, so if you put Kaepernick in that system and allow them to play off that option at all, Philip Lindsay's already fucking torn it up. There, I think Kaepernick would be a better start. Okay, Raiders. Car, I mean, cars coming around. That team's a mess, though. Because John Gruden, no. <laughs> cool. Do you fair. do you want to put Kaepernick into a mess like? Yeah, that, I really? wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Steelers. With Ravens. No, I take uh, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Yeah, I I take Roethlisberger. Ravens. I suppose Tom Jackson. If you can't tell, I'm yeah. sick, guys. So I'm gonna sound a little <laughs> iffy. He's just doing. I'm really hanging off. Impression. Yeah, I'm not trying. Lamar Jackson's been doing good. I think you've um, got to call it Lamar Jackson's Ravens now, not Flacco's. No, yeah, yeah. So Flacco's looking for a job next year. So, uh, oddly enough, I, I would probably go Kaepernick over Lamar only if I'm planning for the next season for them to be working in tandem. Whether it be whoever starts the next season, Lamar Jackson could greatly benefit from... Kaepernick. So at this point of the season, after Lamar Jackson has won what four out of his last five, games, he's won. He's won a bunch, I think. And they're and they're they're in position to make the playoffs. You go and switch him out and put in Kaepernick, right? Now. Here's here's where I look at it. So like if if Lamar, no question. If then Kaepernick, yes. 
But let me explain you my put answer. Him in, you put him in next week. Yeah, but here's here's the reason why. So if um, Lamar, let's say, is at uh, on a scale of 100, right? 70% his run, he's 70 at... I just fucked up that whole thing. I was just sending it to you. Scott Yeah, He has a two and two-thirds chance. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think, is like 30 or 40% of the way there on his passing, but 90% of the way there on his running. I think Kaepernick could come in and be less on the running, but a lot more on the passing. In terms of just playing against NFL defenses, I think Kaepernick probably gives that offense more versatility than Lamar. And, I, and Lamar's really, really fun and really great to watch in that offense. But when he's going to get bottled, which he's going to at some point, he's going to get really bottled. Okay. Okay. Cleveland Browns. Plus Crabtree and Kaepernick. Did you love each other? Yeah. Um, Mayfield, baby. What do you say, Browns? Uh, fuck, man. I Come on, you, you so know much. Gunslinger Mayfield's the man. Uh, I'd, go, <laughs> I'd, go, I'd go Mayfield. <laughs> oh, it's killing him. God damn it. The Bengals. Cap. Who's their starter now? It's not Dalton it's anymore, Driscoll, right? It's Driscoll. It's Driscoll. Yeah, it's Driscoll. Uh, I'd go Kaepernick. My boy in Florida. They're already pretty much spoiled. What? My boy in Florida Atlantic in our college football season. Houston Texans. No, I uh, keep Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Colts. Keep luck. Keep luck. Titans. Mariota. Yeah. Jacks. Oh please, yes. just give Kaepernick. me Kaepernick over Kessler yeah, Kaepernick. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give Cap. <laughs> it can't be any worse. No. <laughs> no God. Kessler had fifty cool. some odd yards. So we're on to the NFC. Cowboys. Uh, Dak. Yeah. Eagles. Wentz or Falls. Foles, I'd pick probably both of them. Foles is back. Foles is going to take him to another Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Did they bench Wentz? No, no he's hurt. Wentz is hurt again. Oh, shut up. Foles, Foles, Foles is the one that And he won last the night. Rams. Really? He yeah. Dude, re- watch him go make it to the playoffs, and they take like, the every championship game or something. <laughs> if Foles, you know Foles wins back-to-back Super Bowls. Or takes him to the NFC Championship game. He has to beat the Bears on the way there. If he falls, if Falls makes it to the NFC Championship game, Wentz is done. No, Wentz is not going to be an Eagle. No, I don't. How can you go? How can you? I think you can find someone to buy her. Let's keep going. Uh, Your boy, Josh Johnson, Redskins. Now, honestly, you did just get a win. Who's Josh Johnson? I'd, I'd go Josh Johnson. Oh, he's fucking kidding me. You're, you're putting in you're putting in Josh Johnson over Case Keenum and Lamar Jackson after the games they've played. You're legitimately doing that. That's where you're going. I don't think you like Josh Kaepernick Johnson? at no. Uh, no, I hate him. Um, honestly, he's a San Diego Fleet quarterback. <laughs> Uh, he's the AAF. He's the, he was the number one pick in the AAF league? that we did the league. Uh, okay. He was the number one pick. You're and he's now with the Redskins. You're going to start a guy who, two weeks ago, when he got <sighs> signed to come in, to learn his teammates' names, he played Madden. <laughs> All right, put, you, put just, Kaepernick. you just know he created a player for himself, too, and put him at 99 overall. Yeah. <laughs> Geraldo <laughs> Rivera. Rivera. Um, yeah, then give me Kaepernick. Giants. I'll take Kaepernick. Fuck Eli. Don't <laughs> say you really. Yeah, I, I, I took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I think I'd go Kaepernick there. Yeah. Seeing as we're not playing for anything, it'd be fun. With nothing else. Sure. Him and Saquon would be a lot of fun together. And Odell, like all of it. Rams. Golf. Seahawks. Wilson. Wilson. Niners. Uh, Mullins. Cards. Who? 
Cardinals. Uh, uh, who the heck? Rosen. 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 Rosen's pretty solid. He just has a sh- bad team, man. Bez. Sorry? Bez. Uh, Kaepernick. No, I'm just kidding. Trubisky. <laughs> Bikes. Cousins. Pack. Rogers. Bush. Yo, Rogers is a bum. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. He's the guy the happiest man. Yo, he is the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. Just to set the scene, I'm the one in the Bears jersey, and the the, the man slate in Aaron Rodgers is in a Panthers one. That's the level of the Yo, dick he is. Yeah. That's how Christian much Rodgers is liked. Christian McCaffrey doesn't play quarterback. He should. Uh, and give me uh, give me Stafford over Cap. Saints. Breeze. Panthers. Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're really the same quarterback. I can say. Except, except one can throw for 40 yards. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cam is not. Ryan. And finally, the Buccaneers. Uh, Kaepernick. Kaepernick. I agree with that. Over Fitz or Jameis? Well, well I'd, I'd pick Fitz over Jameis, but Jameis is getting starts to play. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I have Kaepernick I've honestly James. lost track of the Buccaneers. I didn't even know that. What is, is, is Jameson's special? What does he like to throw? He, instead of throwing uh, turnovers. Yeah, he likes to throw turnovers and he likes to throw crab legs. He does like to throw crab legs. <laughs> All right, listen. He listeners. also likes to eat those eat those uh, W's. W's. That's right. Get on the timeline and tell us if you agree with uh, Kaepernick's agent over here that he uh, he should officially be start. He should be a starting quarterback next week for the Broncos, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Jags, the Redskins, the Giants, and the Bucks. Mm, I'm pretty, really intrigued to dude, see. We were pretty close. Our only, three listeners agree. Um, because oh, honestly, only the uh, name those teams again: Broncos, Ravens, Bengals, Jags, Redskins. Ravens Giants, is the hardest um, one there. Easily, easily after winning four in the last. I know, and I fucking love Lamar Jackson. I really and, and they're eight and six and trying to get in the playoffs. I would never switch out your quarterback at that point. Well, I mean, you don't have the good. same loving relationship as Mike does with Kaepernick. So. I don't. You also don't know what a good quarterback play looks like. You're a Jack. I've never seen one. It's tough. <laughs> All right. Mark Brunel. Yes, yeah, so Mark Brunel. David, David Garrard. David Garrard, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. That's all I wanted. That was your segment? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just Did y'all have a private chat when you said, hey, I've set 15 minutes? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I said I wanted to lay that on you. I'm just glad it wasn't penalty talk, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's where I was going to go with the fact that you want the uh, the holding calls to be eradicated from the NFL, and I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. Maybe no. at the AAF, no, rule <laughs> change. I think we had it twisted. The problem was the complaint on holding is that it's always called on position players, but almost never called on offensive linemen. Holding? Holding yeah. is always called on offensive linemen. No, no. no. I mean, like... When you mean defensive line? No, 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 no. When an offensive line is holding, right, they say it happens every play, yeah. right? That's yeah. the old saying. And I'm sure it does to an extent. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people understand what holding is at an offensive line level. And I think it was a conversation I had with Josh where he said every time there's a big play, it seems to be holding and called up against us. Against the Patriots, maybe it was, or something like that. But Like on a receiver or something like that? A receiver, tight end, running back, whatever. And usually, that's because at that level, uh, it is. They don't do it very often. They don't do it often, but also, like, there's more um, side-to-side on any of those for the defensive and offensive, where 
a defensive lineman. My nose is stuffed up to shit. Hold on one second. This is tough. This is gross, isn't it? Edit. They got to mark 20 minutes. Um, defenders are moving at a speed and at a horizontal level that allows a hold to happen immediately because unless you square up one to one or helmet to, or face mask to face mask, either one can tug both ways. That's where the referee's going to call it more often. An offensive lineman. Um, most of the time there's not as much space to run. That's why you often don't see an offensive guard and center get called for it as much as a tackle because the more space, mm-hmm. side to side, the more likely that's going to be called. Yeah. Because you have less chance to square up. So like, Donald's holds against Aaron Donald, it's going to happen when he's already past the guy. Yeah. But on the defensive end side, like when Khalil Mack comes in, it's going to be trickier because the Offensive lineman, as a tackle, you can square up and hit him, and if he's already swerving out, the referee will usually take that momentum into account. So when the tackle gets underneath the shoulder pads and he's pulling to the tackle's right, yeah. I'm assuming I'm the right tackle in this conversation, it will look like Khalil's Mac is getting held back, but he's, just but he's moving still with right. He's moving with yeah. the guy and doing his best. But there's a lot of holding calls that I'm sure are, like, messed up. But that's usually why you see the reason on the second level versus the offensive line level why holding is different. Because, like, as playing offensive line before, um, I was awful. So it was either hold or get run over. Uh, and I just <laughs> drag the guy down with me. Oh, I get fucking uh, absolutely tripped. And crackback was great. But I had a guy named Johnny Mack, uh, Johnny McKenzie, who was a linebacker who used to blitz my gap, the B gap, um, and I never fucking won that battle ever, no matter how squared up I was. Yeah. But being taught, that's why you'll you'll see the rip technique for defensive ends or defensive linemen, mm-hmm. because that separation allows holding to be called as soon as the hands get put back on you, because usually by then you've moved again, and that's when. The offensive lineman's not going to have your pads or your jersey in your pads. When you squatted his arms off, he's going to have just jersey or grasping at nothing, and then holding gets called almost every time. That's a technique. All right, let's move on. Oi. Because I was really just wanting to annoy you. <coughs> you didn't. No, I know you didn't. What's That's annoying is my nose. <laughs> um, so we're going to uh, finish with a, uh, a listener question. Um, from Chris in Buffalo. Do you want to go over the, the other suggestion for the best names in sports? Yeah. Sure. Nasty, you got any best names in sports? We can kind of make a, this will be a shorter episode. When you say best names, you're talking about like team names? So, no. no. Players, players that have just, just like really cool names. names. So, I have one that sticks out. So we didn't, we didn't prep NASA in this at all. Um, it's not... I gotta, I gotta, no, no, I'm... We're, we're, we, I was gonna okay. lay out the fucking oh, segment, okay. goddammit. Thank, thank you, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do just active players. Every player's part of it, if you want it to be. Um, but the the qualifiers, it's up to you, right? It could be a funny name. It can be a name that's like perfect for the position they happen to play. Or it could be just a great name for the sport they play. You know, it's, gonna, it's whatever qualifications you want. So, like, an example is, and I'll use one of mine just as an example, Colt McCoy is a name for me. 
because it's the like the most perfect Texas quarterback name of all time. Sure. And like if you put Colt in anything, really, it's going to be a perfect quarterback name, just because something about the whole gunslinger bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, yeah, I figured you, that's you, what I figured that's what it was. What, yeah. How you sent it to me? Why are you yelling? Oh, I'm trying to get on. The <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to shine through. We have him outside the door. He's not in the room with us. Okay, so I'll start. I got one. All right. I like um, his name is actually um, Rod Smart, <laughs> aka he hate me. He hate me. He actually started his career in the X- XFL, and then actually the Carolina Panthers did sign him. He was a kickoff returner, and then he, I think he moved to like maybe wide receiver slash. But his mainly he stayed in the was, league a lot longer than me. He, I think he had like a good I think four four solid yeah. years, and he, he had a couple. Find his way to the Eagles or something like I that. I think maybe. so, but he is his. Um, I guess his um, glory days was with the Panthers. I think he returned a couple kickoffs, a few returns for touchdowns, but he hate me. That was also in the era of Dante Hall yes. and Devin Hester, yes. so like he never would have gotten no. Yeah, big time. Okay, that's what I got for now. All right, there's one for you, Kyle. Um, current player for Tennessee basketball team, Admiral Schofield. That's Admiral just a great nice. name. That's a solid name. That's a Star Wars name. Yeah, it is. Um, what position does he play? I want to say, God, I don't even mean, know. That is a good name. It doesn't, it's not that important. How many have you got? They're really good. Me, yeah, I just have like really five good. or six written down. Okay, I've got six. And then I've got like, a, I've got the 2018 name of the year bracket that has not athletes, and I just want to giggle over. Um, I've got some great, like, older Syracuse yeah. uh, players, like football, basketball, and then cool. some great. Uh, Big East older players and yeah. Um, mine, uh, one of my favorite, uh, and what made me think of, actually, it was Ky- so it was Kyle in Texas that suggested this, but it's kind of perfect because I was thinking about it when I was watching Brighton this week. Uh, Balagun, Balagun. Yep, Balagun. Yep. It's just a fucking killer striker named or a killer soccer name, but he's a midfielder, right? Defender. Fuck, that sucks. Oh, is he a winger at least? No, center back. I don't watch very very much. Either way, if, if for a striker, would Balagan not be fucking just... Yeah, it'd be solid. Yeah. Mkhitaryan is a fun name to say. Mkhitaryan? Henrik Mkhitaryan, yeah. Yeah. He's an Armenian, I believe. I think so. Poor I thought he was Mkhitaryan. <laughs> None. <laughs> the land of Mick. Wrong. Um, go ahead and shoot a name, Josh. Going on Balagan, we'll go for that kind of thing. This is just a fun one. So when you're defending... When you're defending in football, you're marking, right? You're marking someone. Yeah. We have a current... He's a he's generally a central defensive midfielder. Uh, he plays for Beerbeek in Belgium at the minute, which is like a top-flight Belgian team. So he's not a bad player. His name is Mark Deman. Mark Deman. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> which is so representative of what he does every day. It <laughs> must be so frustrating man. for the coach... Like, God damn it, man, you gotta mark the man. <laughs> or if he ever fails. Yeah. If he's a failure, that's an upset. He's a bang average player, I think, so. Oh boy, that sucks. <laughs> mark the bench. Um, I had uh, one of my favorites was this year in college football. Uh, he was a receiver for Colorado. His name is Laviscus Chenault. And it's just, it's the most power. And I think he might be like a fourth, too. But it is such a powerful fucking name. Laviscus Chenault. Especially, he was such a badass as a receiver. 
in the NFL, it's going to be just. I hope. I hope he makes it, and I hope he doesn't. He'll get drafted by the Redskins inevitably. Every player and, I like does. And nobody's going to be able to throw the ball. Yeah, just yeah. There's no broken. Go to the land of of ter- of Josh Doxson being that poor fucker too. I, I mean, he was great in college, and then he just never. If he was with the Patriots, he's. Uh, he might be later on in his career because where ever, it's where all the broken toys go. That's true. Um, so, kind of historical Syracuse, they had a, uh, a, a center, football center, named Harvey Pennypacker. Back in the, <laughs> in the, uh, That's a good one. Back in the mid-90s. I loved that name. It was a great name. He's in uh, uh, Peaky Blinders, isn't he? May as well be with that name. Harvey He's that bookie. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to go to Harvey Pennypacker. That's not an English accent at all. Sounds like something from Red Dead, actually, more than anything. That's a Red Dead name, if that Kind of, yeah. There's also an offensive lineman um, who... He was an offensive lineman, and he also played on the basketball team, which was really weird. And he'd come in for garbage minutes, and he could dunk. He was like 6'6", 300 pounds. Jeez. <laughs> Melvin Tootin. <laughs> <laughs> it's appropriate. He's 300 pounds. Seriously. Too. What about NASCAR? He's retired. It was an NASCAR racer. Exact, I know exactly who it was. Named uh, Dick Trickle. Yes. Dick Trickles. <laughs> the That's most unfortunate. Dick mm-hmm. Trickle. Oh, boy. There was another one in NASCAR, too, wasn't there? There was a... Uh, well, Rusty Wallace is kind of a funny name, but... I've got three... Three offensive language ones and two just Ooh. great So what was that Which one? Which would you Dick prefer? Trickle, uh, PG? <laughs> Dick Trickle's PG pretty... Uh, Pretty PG-13. <laughs> yeah. I'm working as explicit every time on like Spotify, so we should be good. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want just great name, or do you want offensive? Offensive. It's not really that offensive, but they're, well, they're fun. We'll go uh, We'll go with a more boring one, because Kyle was talking about it just earlier, and Kyle's Jags have signed a long snapper, um, and he may well be may well be a relative of the famous German striker, Stefan Kuntz. And there really was no other way to pronounce his name in front of billions watching the World Cup, uh, like, maybe 20 years ago. You had to use your whole name, right? Like, almost no doubt. So, uh, what happened was they beat us, they beat England in the semifinals or quarterfinals, and there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of wordplay in the fact that we played 11 cunts, because his name was back, his number on his back was also 11. Oh, nice. We played the 11 cunts from Germany. It was uh, (laughs) was pretty common, common place. There was a. Uh, That's really funny, actually. There was a. Um, he didn't. He was a track. I think he was a track star, uh, in like the early two thousand teens. Um, here, Kyle, can you say this guy's name, real quick? Matt's Negro. Oh my God! You said it. I can't believe you said it. Extra. That was the one. Like Extra. one of the most offensive names I saw. Matt's Negro, um, probably. I mean, look at the beer, Modelo Negro. Why do you emphasize that word so hard, Nasta? No, I mean, that's what I drink. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, Pascal. So, uh, let's see. Jadavian Clowney, I thought was an easy one, yeah. right? Because, like, at the time, Jadavian Clowney was a fucking yeah. weird name. I almost said a Xavier, clown name. Xavier Adibi. That was a Xavier Adibi. Um, one of the mine was an Arkansas Razorback, uh, who was a receiver as well. And his name was Quinta Funderburk. Thunderbird. When did he end up going to Syracuse? <coughs> did he? Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. He, I forgot all about Thunderbird. Yeah, he went to Syracuse afterwards. Oh. Too bad. Yeah, didn't do anything. Um, Good, uh, there was an ex-New uh, York Ranger um, who played defense. 
a very good defense. I think his last name actually fit his position. Uh, Jeff Bookaboom. Jeff Bookaboom. That is a fantastic yeah, one. Let me tell you, he, he used to bring the hammer. Yeah, you should have named this the Bookaboom Podcast. So, <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. It's yeah. beautiful. Oh, it's so good. Uh, that is. When you play Rocket League, that's what you got to put every time you hit a hit a Bookaboom. Nice Bookaboom. <laughs> and then, of course, whenever he like, laid a hit, the whole crowd would be like, Book. <laughs> There's probably a larger discussion we can have about crowds and like one-syllable one syllable oo chants. Well, Luke, you hear it all the time with Panda. Luke, Luke, or like Moose with Daryl Johnson. Moose. or With Cooper, now it's Coop. Or uh, those racists in Green Bay with that fullback they had. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What they, was it? Yeah. John Coon? John Coons. It was Coons, oh, yeah. Was they just, they, so you'd have a bunch of white dudes in yeah. Wisconsin yelling. Coons. Yeah. Well, that's Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, they're um, surprisingly racist. In the 90s, there were some great basketball names. I went through the Big East. Uh, one of my favorites played for Providence. His name was God Sham God. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a great name. I saw that. Even um, the Shamwell. <laughs> Shamwell. Um, there's also some great names that went through Georgetown because they're just great names. Ruben Boomche Boomche. Fun. Bukar Al. Okay. What about uh, Tim Biaka Batuka? Oh, Tim Biaka Batuka. That's a great name. Who was the old. Uh, he played for Michigan, right? And then he went to the Panthers? Did he yeah. go up to Michigan College? Yeah. Yeah. What was the old running back? Played for the Eagles and Niners, maybe? And he had. Uh, Fiamata, was it Fiamata uh, Fala? Uh, oh god, uh, yeah. That's a good god, one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, this ain't on my list, but there was a Manchester United midfielder in the mid 2000s called Eric Jemba Jemba. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great name. It's just a bunch of dances. And he was so shit. Have you not said Eric Devendorf? Devendorf. Um, from Bay City, Michigan. Bay City, Michigan. Uh, one of my favorites for um, position specific was. Uh, Kyle might get it. I don't know if Nasta and Josh will, but like Texas Tech quarterbacks have a long history of being uh, like fantastic in college, but kind of nobodies, never making it in the NFL and stuff. Uh, one of their guys they have now, uh, his name is Jet Duffy, and Jet Duffy is just an all-time fucking <laughs> name. And I saw on Twitter suggested that any quarterback from Texas Tech from now on should just change his name to Jet Duffy. So they always have a Jet Duffy at quarterback because it's just the most perfect, the most I perfect. Don't disagree. Name. I would disagree. Like and just have that. Jet Duffy the second, Jet Duffy the third, and just like yeah, it's like a uh, like a mascot, like Rivoli. And it's uh, like it's like how Syracuse would bestow the number forty four on. Uh, yeah, but instead you have to legally change your name to Jet Duffy. Once you become the starting quarterback, yeah, middle name Red Raider anyway. But then as soon as you graduate, you revert back to like, oh, it's Thomas Smith. It's like, oh, man, the days when Jet, and he's just doing coke. Like, I was a Jet Duffy once. <laughs> I've got four more. I'm going to go through two. Okay. Uh, we have one. He was a Paraguay. Uh, I think he was a right back. Played in 1998 and 2002 World Cup. So he was not a bad player at all. His name was Cheeky Arke. <laughs> and uh, it was pronounced, it was spelled A-R-C-E. So it was just Cheeky Arse, which was really nice. <laughs> And this, this one is on your Red Dead Redemption names. He's actually a Brazilian striker, currently plays for Santa Cruz. Um, he goes by Paulista, 
but his actual real name is Credence Clearwater Calto. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, sir. What a be- he's a Brazilian? He's a Brazilian, st- Brazilian striker. The one record that floated off in the ocean and landed <laughs> on the coast and they decided to name a fucking... Credence Clearwater Calto. Do you know that's a band? No. Cle- Credence uh, Clearwater Revival is a band. Gotcha. Yeah. But well, it's not... Classics. I mean, they have classics, but like, it's still really weird. Name <laughs> it's it's a random yeah. name. <laughs> uh, the one, last one I'm going to end with is a former old Syracuse player in the early 2000s for football. He's a running back. Did some uh, res- did some uh, returning as well. Kirby Dardar. Kirby Dardar is nice. Kirby Dardar. That's a good name. Dardar down the middle. <laughs> Dardar out wide. Don't f- and let's not forget. Dardar is in motion. <laughs> the all-time name in NFL history, Dick Butkiss. That's you know, oh, Dick Butkiss. Butkiss. That's a good one. Can't forget that. Yeah, that's that's extremely tough to beat. It really is. Might be. Oh, I've got one. <laughs> I believe me, there ain't gonna be many beat this one. Um, Let's hear this one. <laughs> Let's go. We'll do no. We'll, I'm saving it for last. Okay. 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 Um, so I've got two more, and I'm gonna gonna do that one. So I had two more, and then I have a list of the 2018 name of the year uh, uh, tournament, and we'll just kind of do that at the end if you want, bookend yeah. it, because they're not all sports players. We can just alternate on so unfortunate. Shit. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. Uh, one was a cornerback for the Cincinnati uh, football team, Cincinnati Bearcat football team, uh, Leviticus Payne. Mm. <laughs> then there was a Texas swimmer. Uh, University of Texas, this is a deep, deep dig. His name is Rexachiles Imperial. <laughs> Rexachiles Imperial. I was, I was happy with the first two. <laughs> then when you whipped out the third name, it was just even better. Rexachiles Imperial, uh, I feel like, is... Either the worst beer, you know what? It sounds like a shitty like third tier Mexican team, like soccer team. Yeah. Like oh, it's Rex. Uh, it's I can't even say it. Rex Chile's Imperial Football Club. It's like one of those ones where you start football manager is unemployed with no experience. Yeah. They're the only ones that will take you. Oh, <laughs> you have to also be the water boy and the manager. Like, There's not enough budget. Yeah. Get how a about, the, how about the Louisville quarterback? Jawan Puma Pass. Jawan Puma Pass. That's a good one. Puma Pass. Not great. Puma pass. Pass. It's not that great. <laughs> I had one that, uh, this is just a fucking great name. Um, he played for Swindon in the early 2000s, played for Kilmarnock as well. Scottish team. He was actually Swindon's player of the year when he kept them up. And uh, they kept a pretty good record of clean sheets as well. He was an Australian lad, Danny Invincible. Danny Invincible? Mm. Yeah. I, it's almost too perfect. If that name was in a movie, and as soon as they introduce themselves, you're like, ah, oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, that's... It's just too dull. Well, then Isaac Success. Yep. Isaac <laughs> yeah, Success that's right. is pretty solid as well. And it just sets... It sets... Like, you gotta change that last name. You, you, or you better be So much really expectation. Or you better be really good, yeah. And I'll, yeah, oddly enough, the best soccer player in the world's last name is Messi. <coughs> so, like, what do you right. say? <laughs> Um, so some of the names uh, one more let me do one more let me do my finale this one he was a centre midfielder in the 70s and the 80s he had a pretty long career but I didn't get a lot of teams that he played for because Wikipedia was a bit shit for it this lad just blew me away his name is Wayne Wanklin (laughs) 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 Wankster if you were called Wayne Wanklin in 2018 trying to play a sport you'd be fucked or the biggest story. 
Because they just do a feature on you before every game. Every single game. He's overcome this horrible name. His teachers made fun of him. Wayne Wankling. Uh, I've got at least five If you five ever want to be a guest, Wayne, reach out to us. Yeah get, on the, uh, yeah, get on the Together BHA podcast. <laughs> um, no, here. Bring him on the trebuchet. So in the 2018 Name of the Year uh, tournament, they do it every year. It's something that... Was it something you and I dug up back in like 07? Very possible. Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe it was me and Kyle from Texas. I can't remember. But these are uh, not all sports athletes. Some of them are just like random people that are like bankers that people found on LinkedIn. Non-sports athletes? Yeah, non-sports athletes. Yeah, they're, they're athletes off the field. <laughs> mental athletes. Um, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, mental athletes. Mental <laughs> Athletes. Tell me when to stop. I'm just going to start uh, going through some of these. Uh, Chosen Roach. Oof. Chardonnay Beaver. <laughs> Good one. Oh, shit. Wasn't that in your vows when you were getting married, Nasty? Hey, a little Chardonnay, baby. Through heart signaling hell. Your Chardonnay, Chardonnay leads you to the beaver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got um, Reverend Dongo Peewee. Okay. Uh, a devoid couch. What? <laughs> devoid couch. You're just, I'm not making you're just names. naming things. These are real names. Uh, six toe cancel. Bo Titsworth, which I think is a <laughs> sleeper, one of the best ones. Yeah, Titsworth is. That's a that's a Red Dead Redemption name. There's yeah, uh, it is. Speaking of. Ooh, uh, this guy's named after uh, Captain America's buddies in the first movie. Uh, Bucky Warboys. Oh, no. Shaka Licorice. Mm. Genuine Pots. Clinton Bacon. This is a doctor. Uh, I think he was in Africa when I looked it up, because that's the only one I fact-checked. Or, I mean, they fact-checked it on there, but it's the only one I clicked the link on. Uh, his name is Dr. Norwals Mating. So he's Dr. Mating, but his first name is Norwals. N-A-R-W-H-A-L-S. So, yeah, like, yeah. So he's Dr. So Norwals nice. Mating. Good for him. No That's doubt. Nice. Uh, there's Candida Seasock. Maverick Buffo. Christine Plenty Hoops. You <laughs> hang out with Penny Packer. <laughs> uh, Salami Blessing. So That's my favorite kind of blessing. Uh, there's yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> you know what? I wish I knew. You know how I Kyle I used to eat those heroes all the time? It was always salami. <laughs> <laughs> they just take like, they take, like the giant like, yeah. salami. Like, uh, that's what they call salami. it if you don't get heartburn after eating like a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> that's a good Salami blessing. There's a early Charlemagne. Did I already say that? No. You said Chardonnay. Tuna Altuna. Was that the quarterback from freaking Alabama? No, that's two attacks. But that's tuna, uh, tuna, tuna, yeah, That's his cousin. That's him. Get him on the shed. Tuna Habakkuk Baldonado. First name Most High. Last name Thank God. Jim Bob Ghost Keeper. Why do we not Jim Bob Cooter? Why did we not say Jim Bob Cooter? Oh shit, that's right. That's an easy one. Shitty coach. Cavadonga uh, del Busta Naval. What? Damn. Blossom Albuquerque. 
Oh, is there... Um, Babacar Fatty? Should we move on to our main event of the evening? Yes, yeah, so I got one more. Uh, Dr. Mega Panda. Mm, that's all right. M-E-G-H-A. Mega, Mega Panda. There's Corky Boozy, too. Honestly, right. I'd travel a long way out of my way to go see Dr. Mega Panda. That's true. Yeah. He only prescribes like bamboo. Dr. Regular. He just died <laughs> from bamboo just, point. Just randomly falls off his chair at times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on a little rolling chair and just like constantly just teetering, teetering off the side of it. Uh, so we had um, from uh, Chris in Buffalo a submission. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Uh, and then kind of expand on it a little bit. Uh, he said, I'd like to hear about the notion of fixed outcomes in sports due to betting, big business, and popular opinion. There's history to support it happening in the past, but I'd like your take on it and whether it's good or bad for the sport in general. So Chris wasn't specific with the sport, but I think all sport could probably be included because it probably applies to every single one. Um, if nothing else, in pure... Uh, oh, the fucking... It's rigged. You know, whatever. The, the common... Well, shit, one of the biggest conspiracies out there um, from the mid-80s was in basketball, New York Knicks. Uh, Knicks had gotten, um, the, the Knicks were in line to get a mm-hmm. top pick because they were in the lottery. Well, they, were, they didn't make the playoffs, so they were going to be thrown into the lottery. When the, the NBA does, does the, the draft, Josh, mm-hmm. they, they, everybody has different odds of getting the first pick. It doesn't automatically go to the worst team in the league. Oh, to prevent they, people from doing that. So To prevent, like, tanking them. Yeah. yeah. So it goes into a lottery. So the Knicks were in line to be one of the 13 teams that could get the first, first spot, and that's a big market team. One of the big... Humongous. Huge market team, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the... And, and the star player that was coming out that year was Patrick Ewing. That was yeah. So... There's a theory and a, a conspiracy that before they put the balls into the big tumbler, they refrigerated the balls that were that were New York Knicks. So when the guy reached in there to get the ball, he would know which ones were Knicks Knicks balls. So he could pull that out and be, they could be the number one pick. Gotcha. Yeah. So they would. So they could get that big big, big guy would, and put him in the so big market. So as soon as they touched a real cold one. When he, you know what? When he grabbed that cold Knicks ball, it shriveled up. No, but I will say this: what Kyle is saying, it changed the landscape of the New York Knicks until Patrick Ewing pretty much retired, <coughs> and yeah, since then the Knicks have been shit. Yeah, pretty much. Crashed. They were consistently a playoff team every year. Making it to the finals. Finals. I mean, if it wasn't for the, the Michael Jordan Bulls, the Knicks maybe would have had at least one, i say, mm-hmm. ring, maybe. Yeah. Maybe two. But yeah, it changed the outcome. You know, people talk it's about so the Knicks. They don't talk about the Knicks game. now. They talk about the Knicks late 80s, 90 Knicks. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 That was a big time. So, on that, on that thing, though, do you think that's good? Like for the like, if I'm the league, do I want my biggest market team to have the best player? Like, uh, yes. In the spirit of fair play, obviously, I don't like it. Right, nobody, I don't think. Would. But you know, it's always that old adage of, but the, the league is better when the Lakers are good, the, when the Knicks are good, when the Bulls are good. The, the NFL is better when the Cowboys are good. Um, and now the Patriots, which it gives somebody somebody to hate. 
The, you know? the only thing would have been wrong if, if let's say, Patrick Ewing went to... Denver. Denver. He would have been there for a couple of years. He would have been traded or... He would have left the free agency. Or he would have left the free agency to the Knicks, the Lakers. The free agency wasn't as... Yeah, I guess you know what you're right. Maybe it wasn't. A lot of team people weren't leaving teams. True, true. So like eight rounds of draft. So maybe, yeah. So maybe you are right. But like everyone also says, like, and I'm I'm guilty of it too. It's like okay, college football be better if USC was just good again, and Michigan being good. It's and Miami Hurricanes being good, and the Hurricanes, which is never going to happen because. Uh, I love the Kings, baby. Trash. You see that they have a higher ranked class of decommits than they do of commits right now. One of those guy that Syracuse—he originally committed yeah. to Syracuse, decommitted, committed to Miami, and then like two weeks later, decommitted from Miami, went back. To well, Syracuse. look at the look at the backup quarterback for West Virginia. They're backing up Will Greer. Yeah. He's in Miami. Yeah, the Hurricane uh, yep. decommitted. Um, yeah, something wrong. But there. but so like in the name of parody, it's better if good teams traditionally are still good because I think that's how seasons like Leicester or um, when Clemson was on the come up or the Eagles even winning kind of makes it more special when it's not like your normal your normal dominant teams yeah but if you're but also I want parity right but like if if truly every year 32 teams in the NFL if Every one of them had an actual chance. Would it be as? Would it feel as special? I mean, it's still gonna feel special, right? It's a championship. Yeah. But like, you're not. If everyone's on an equal playing field, and you don't feel like it's the Almighty <coughs> Patriots or the Almighty Steelers organization or whatever, and you're just running through, and it's like, cool. The Bears win the Super Bowl, let's say, right? And they play like the Cardinals. Uh, the. Giants, the Lions, and the Lions, and then and then and then they beat like the Chargers in the Super Bowl, or they play, it would be looked yeah. at differently than if they beat like the Rams, the Breeze um, Saints. Look at the Giants that year; they went into Green Bay, right? They went to Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and then who else? They had they had three, and they had to do the wild card. They beat the Cowboys. They, that was a, they lost to them twice that year. Yeah, they beat, beat the, the Cowboys. They beat Green Bay. I don't know who else they beat, but then they went on to beat the the the, the, uh, the uh, what's it called the the, 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 the Patriots. undefeated Patriots. Yeah. So like so I was like a like so that was a give, big time. So what do you give more weight to? If well, I don't know. I guess we're getting off topic on, on uh, the yeah, conversation, okay. but like I think this is going more down the lines of should we. Be more maybe we'll talk about that maybe on the next that. segment. That's definitely more of an American thing. The idea of like making it a much fairer, like in the English league, in Italian, German, Spanish, like there's no parity. Like the top teams get paid more money, the top teams get more sponsorship, the top teams are the top teams, and they're never going to change. So, well, like, it's so kind of, it's kind of weird about it, right? Because like if Brighton finished eighth, you'd be fucking ecstatic over the moon. But if like, but if you tell an NFL. Fan. There's more teams, so let's say you say like, I guarantee you'll be the tenth best team in the league. Yeah, they got long. Well, how about this? Yeah, to, not to change subjects because I think we should talk about that maybe uh, maybe. Yes, uh, another podcast. But I say with Chris's, and I'm sure you're all gonna agree. I wanted to bring this up because I think I might have mentioned this to Kyle. Pete Rose. He did. Yeah. He did gamble. 
But he did gamble for his team to win, not to tank. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you feel about that? Now, for players or coaches that gamble, because, I mean, we all know there is gambling going on still to mm-hmm. this day. Yep. But what about gambling for your team to win? Like, not, I mean, betting so... on yourself. You're betting on yourself. Now, I know gambling's gambling. But now, do you hold that as a, I'm going to lose? Or I'm, you know, like, I don't have a big issue if somebody's betting on them to win because you, you can't throw a win, you know? No, <laughs> you, you can't. You, you, you're, you're betting on yourself. Yeah, yeah, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble doing that, but I don't find that to be as an egregious thing as, as like a boxer betting on himself to lose mm-hmm. and throwing the, mat, uh, throwing the match or... A, or a baseball player betting on himself to lose, he'd being like a pitcher and going out there and just and just throwing him right throwing down the, the middle, yeah, yeah, just throwing the game, throwing outside the the outside the strikes. So, so do you feel maybe we'll wait till Marty gets here? But um, do you feel that P. Rose should be reinstated in the Hall of Fame? I mean, he's an ass. Though. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> he is. Do you think if he admitted? Like, yo, I effed up, I gambled, then I think he should have been in, right? Because I think he played that, oh, I'm innocent, innocent, innocent for freaking 30 think, years. I think you know? that uh, I, I would be all right with Pete Rose being reinstated and being allowed to go into the Hall of Fame. And here's the other thing. I don't Even if he was reinstated and allowed to go into the Hall of Fame, I don't think that he'd get voted in uh, because the writers have such a hard on about him. Yeah. Um, it's because baseball's so dumb. There's a lot of stuffiness to the... To the yeah. Hall of Fame, um, which is why the game's dying because they're so set in like the. Ooh. So yeah. I have I have two of them. Uh, one that's one that ended up being good for the sport and one that ended up being bad for the sport. So I'll start with football, soccer, and two thousand and six, uh, Syria, which is the top um, league in Italy. Okay. So you've got like Juventus, you've got Milan, you're into Milan. Aren't like, they in a civil war right now? Probably. That's Syria. My bad. That would oh, shock me anyway. Um, the Milans don't like each other. That's what I thought he said. Um, <laughs> so what we've got is in 2006, um, they found out that there was five teams and they were all uh, meeting up with Italian officials that were going to um, it was it was nicknamed Calciopoli which could be translated as Footballville Footballgate uh, supposed to be like analogous to the Watergate scandal that happened mm-hmm. um, or Bribesgate um, what happened was that these teams their higher ups were calling uh, the referees before the game and asking them to rig games in a certain way to ensure that they would get certain results and obviously all of it was orchestrated never officially but most people probably accept that it was mafia run um what happened was that it all came out they all got found out and five teams got punished pretty badly um and it wasn't just like mid-table teams that got punished for it and it was good because it really opened up the conversation about betting in football especially in europe and it and it led to a lot tighter stuff in terms of like betting on yourself to win and stuff was like yeah um we had regina who are a much smaller italian side uh they got a hundred thousand dollar fine hundred thousand euro fine and their president was fined 30 grand and banned from football for two and a half years the next four are all like giants lazio 
Lazio were kicked out of the Europe any European competition for 2006-2007 and were forced to play two home games behind closed doors, which is like a loss of like right. millions. Yeah. Uh, Fiorentina, who are still one of the top five Italian Them, them playing behind closed doors is the equivalent of us putting this podcast out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They got the same thing. They were kicked out of Europe and then had two <laughs> games behind closed doors. And so then, this is a punishment? Yeah, it's, yeah. This is, yeah. We're the only ones that listen back. And Nasta's dad. Yeah, my dad listens. It was his favorite. Sorry, oh. go, Josh. AC Milan. AC Milan were the biggest team in, in one of the biggest teams in Europe at the time. Still um, on, right? They'd been into the Champions League final. They're still a big team, but they, they were... This hurt them. They were kind of like the biggest team. They were Champions League finalists. They had like an all-star 11. Their original punishment was that they were going to be deducted 15 points for the next season. And they had to make, they were going to start the season on minus 15 essentially and have to make their way up. Their final uh, punishment after finding out just how deep the ties went, especially to the whole mafia shit, was one home game behind closed doors, which is like a couple of odd million lost. And they were deducted 30 points. Instead, Goodness. which took them out of the running for all of Europe, took them out all the prize money, and they were like left in. So the middle who? Of the why team would they even want to play? You know, that stinks. Well, then they're players. They're not going to want to play. They're so no. they're going to leave. They're going to get. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And if you think that was bad, Juventus, who were also one of the biggest teams at the time, their so, original their original punishment was to be deducted thirty points as well. But they were seen as the biggest instigator and also the biggest one to make an example of. They were stripped of their title and any money that went to it for 2005, any, anything they got from that, gone. They were downgraded to last place in the 2005-2006 season and the title and money stripped and given to Inter Milan as the winner. And they were then relegated to Serie B and were put bottom of that league. That's fucking... And they had to build themselves back up from the league below that. Which they have. Which, Which they, they have, have. So this happened obviously. in the This is in 07? Yeah. Yep. Wow. They lost a lot of their best players, obviously, and they're only just now really becoming relevant again yeah. in Europe. Like, it ruined them for 10 years, and it was a huge thing in Europe for, like, the implications of all of it. Like, you had two or three massive European giants made yeah. into absolute nothing, and it was just a thing of, like, man, probably not the same mistake to do twice. Do you think, Nasta, could you do um, what you think that phone conversation sounded like where they were talking to the referee and telling them to throw a game in favor of uh, Juventus in a very... Yeah, you, you're Italian, aren't you? Yeah, but... Uh, Get oh, of your goodness. Roots. Your dad's going to hear this. Yeah, he's not going to be happy if this one. Because you can't represent... No. You know what? There, Josh, you did. I'm sure it's right, not going to be offensive at all. Josh, <laughs> see, Josh knows, see, Josh knows how to, you know, I guess, no, determine how no. the conversations went. Yeah, Kyle, all right. Me, your best Italian accent. You guys know baseball. You guys know no, soccer. I'm not going to sit here and talk like Mario. That's, is that what every Italian sounds like to you? Yeah. At least this one. You know what? I would, <laughs> Nass, I wouldn't go back and listen to the catalog earlier. Kyle said some really, really borderline like this. <laughs> Racist stuff about Native Americans, so Italians are next, I guess. That's Man, right. I just—it's just, it's just uh, it's a pretty severe scam. It's a. Uh, would you like to? <laughs> hey, uh, why don't you let go of this game? 
Why don't you build this game and uh, I'll uh, give you a couple uh, strombolis and uh, some, calzones. Sh- some calzones. Do they eat calzones in Italy? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, mean, I bet they, they did think it's... I might give no, you some uh, grated cheese and some red wine. Some grated cheese and red wine. Grated cheese. Get some cheese know. for the corner. Listen, there's a lot of Okay, so we all know about cheating. Basketball, college basketball. A lot of these... Uh, Big schools now they get like promoted by different um, brands like Nike. Who who's the Nike school? Who's oh, the Adidas Syracuse school? Circus Oregon. Duke. You know Duke, Duke. You know like I want to know is that considered? Well, that, they, they're gambling with uh, merchandise instead of gambling with money. You know. Well, is it's, that, it's fixing the outcomes um, as far as like like with the Adidas scandal that just happened. Because I went hush hush quick with uh, Duke and shit. Well, they, Duke, well, Duke's not Adidas. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. It was Louisville. Yeah, Louis, it was Louisville. It was. Uh, I think Rick Pitino real quick got the friggin' boot on that one. What do you think about Rick Pitino getting the shaft? He needed to. He needed to. Um, there, there was a lot going on, but yeah. it's fixing it in that they're getting, um, they're using this the the money from the from their brands to from their sponsorships to go out and woo. Recruits bring them in, give them kickbacks underneath the table. You know, uh, a lot of Cam Newton. Did you realize how yeah, Cam Newton that thing got busted though? Like, was it, so was so it Adidas was given well, so? Adidas. So Adidas was given the money, and so your like fifth That's bench right. coach would go off. But these guys that were like grad assistants and the fifth or sixth coach on a college basketball team were getting ten thousand to go give it to a player. And so they go give the player like four grand and then pocket six. That's grand. right. That's right. And so like they basically ended up they ended up pocketing I mean, these their own. Coaches are making like twenty seven five a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not and not getting and they're having to live probably near campus where it's going to be fucking high rent and everything else at all these different places. So they're like, yeah, fucking pocket it, doing their own thing, and ended up being their biggest downfall because yeah. they're just like, well, why are we signing the these players? And like, oh, because the fifteen thousand you threw it like the best player in this district. Uh, he got three thousand of it. Said no, and then the twelve thousand just helped put a down payment on a new like Chevy Tahoe for uh, Coach James down there on the bench. Hey, do you ever think that like the uh, Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas, because the odds were like um, major, was like a forty to one? Do you think that it was like more of a? Because you know we have to think at that time Vegas was still ran a little bit still by the mafia. So do you think that they said, "Hey, you need to throw this fight because of the money that's been on, like, put on this"? Well, uh, a more recent example for you me know, do would be uh, Mayweather and um, McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. There's no way that lo- that fight should have lasted that long. And no. if they were actually trying, oh, absolutely, that Mayweather dragged that. That's out what I was thinking. For money, right? So for the show. show. So, so like, do you think that that was good though? In that? No, it okay. was awful because uh, it did two things. It minimized boxing. Saying this fucking UFC fighter who can last not, nine rounds. Of yes, minimized Mayweather in general. May, and, and and he didn't give a fuck because he no. can't even read. Yeah, he's so just, he's just getting money. He's just, fucking yeah. he's just getting paid. But like, but he just damaged the sport, and UFC probably benefited from it because it maybe legitimized him a little bit. But who in the world doesn't need UFC to be more legitimate than anything? Like, yeah. I think boxing is a fucking great one because that's what I've got here. And the thing is, I, mean, I love like, boxing. I just wish we're still in his glory days. Man. They definitely hurt themselves with that fight, right? But boxing is hurting itself every time it has a fight. 
because I didn't realize how it worked until uh, there was a fight that happened two, maybe even two years ago now. His name's Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Right? Okay. Big yeah, yeah. boxer. Um, he's just made like a stupid deal for with Dazen. Dazen. Yeah. Um, he has made. Dazen. I don't know how to say it. No, neither do I. But he made an outrageous deal with them after winning this fight that he had just won um, against Gennady Golovkin, also known as Triple G. Triple G. Um, and he he was quite commonly known as like an absolute Iron Man. Like, and it was a prequel to Vin Diesel's movie, wasn't it? Yes. Triple X. Yeah, I think it was. Um, <laughs> everybody had it down. He made a uh, deal with Dazen. I thought he was talking about the fucking uh, <laughs> hotel. hotel. Tyson Fury would be the La Quinta then. <laughs> so they had this first fight and Triple G was the favourite and I don't think anybody can um, have any kind of thought on whether he won or not. Triple G beat Canelo around the ring for 12 rounds and won the fight. The judges did not agree um, right. and they gave, they gave it as a draw. Um which was absolutely wild and it did nothing but hurt boxing because it was the biggest fight that had been really since Mayweather and Pac you know Pacquiao which was Mayweather, already damaged from the which damaged because... again right so they damaged it big time because everybody thought it was bullshit they had a fight again maybe a year later after Canelo got suspended That's for drugs right. he then wins on the scorecards when nobody had him as a winner and then Boxing is already hurting big time, so you think, okay, let's bring it back with the heavyweights, and we have Fury face Wilder three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. Deontay Wilder, biggest American boxer since, in terms of heavyweights, probably Tyson. Yeah. Um, He's he's got the right hand of fucking. He's a He's called the Bronze Bomber. He hits. He hits you once. You're you're sleeping, right? And he hit Tyson in the twelfth, and he slept for a while, and. The, the the idea was that if it went the full 12, Tyson Fury was going to win the fight on points comfortably because he's such a light years ahead as a boxer. Sure. And he did. He went the full 12 rounds and Fury got knocked down twice, but he just, he boxed rings around Wilder. Like, he made him look stupid for 10 of the 12 rounds. And for me, when I was scoring, I was like scoring him too and I had him up like nine rounds to three, I think at the end. And they gave it as a draw. And I, you know what? I remember on ESPN was, was talking about. I didn't watch the highlights, but I remember it, yeah. it came up because it was. And Marty, as a neutral, is sat there saying it's the biggest fuck off too. It was there just to get a draw to do a rematch, and they actually did an article shortly afterwards showing the problems in boxing. Horrible. And the problem is the judges. It's it's the host, the person known as the home fighter. In this case, Wilder. Yeah. In the other case, Canelo twice because they all came to the U.S. They won't fight outside the U.S. They were like, you fight me here, or I'm not fighting anyone. Gennady Golovkin wanted him to come to Ukraine, he wanted him to come to England, he didn't care, he wanted him to come somewhere else, Canelo wouldn't. Same goes for Wilder, Fury was like, fine, I'll fight you in the US. The host fighter and his team are in charge of recruiting the judges. Oh, Jesus. That's it's like chicken at your own jury. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that isn't the Boxing most... Of- you wine and dine them, you literally... Chat them up. You yeah. you seduce them to be your judge, and then you wonder right. why you get sketchy scores, and you wonder why a lot of fighters. Anthony Joshua is one of them, saying that he won't come and fight in the U.S. 
He can he can sell out ninety thousand at Wembley and make a shit ton of money and knock you out in England. Why am I going to come to the US and risk losing all yeah, points true. when I should never have got beat? Yeah, home field advantage. Boxes, I think uh, out of all sports, when I found out that like home field advantage isn't just home field advantage, you're literally rigging the sport. Yeah, and in this case, it's bad for the sport. I think when it comes to fail, well, yeah, like, Josh. Well, the third justice is his cousin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh, what you're saying, I think is right. Out of all sports, even though baseball. Minus the Pete Rose, we had the steroid issue. But if you want to consider that cheating, but I think boxing, out of all sports, is the biggest. And all yeah. remember in the Olympics, was it Roy Jones Jr. that got shafted hard, or was it maybe like he clearly won that fight? It was in the Olympics. I think it was Roy Jones Jr. that was for the gold, and it was, I think they were playing the fight in Seoul. Might have to pull it up. I think it was Roy Jones, and he got denied. It was the biggest controversy. Ever, yeah, it was the Olympics. Park C, huh? Yeah, it was the biggest. Yeah, Roy Jones cheated out of gold. It was like it was one of the biggest stories, and I think cheating in boxing because it's the judges. And it's so easy to it's, do, too. It's, it's the judges, yeah. I think it also happened in figure skating. Because that's another, sure. that's another. Yeah, that too. I remember a couple years back, they, they, they pressed charges against the judges. When what was it the French skaters did not get it or something? Oh, I think that the Canadian or the Canadians, the Canadian got team, they were uh, at something. The duo, they mm-hmm. were they were killing it out there. Killing it, and they yeah, and they got like the, they got like third place. They got like the bronze. And people were going crazy. I think the judges got like major like like in trouble like like well, arrested. Well, good. My sister used to <laughs> yeah. competitively skate. Yeah, and there were judges that just didn't like her. You know, and so they would score. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't uh, blame them. But, but uh, no, does, they, they, does Tony listen? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Need to get him on this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there, there be judges that had they, they had favorites. They had favorites that maybe they're from their area. Maybe they, they, you know, they, the moms would go out and you know kind of schmooze a little bit too. To, uh, and the coaches would go out and schmooze. Um, it's, yeah, anything that has a judge in it, there's that, there's that real, there's a chance for it to get to get real mucked up. Uh, well, it's yeah. not, well, I mean, you, it's just, there's not an impartial governing board, yeah. right? Like, and I think that probably exists in any sport. Same thing with, like... NBA, we had the, uh, the referee that was... Yeah, uh, J- JD was... Was it the bullheaded guy? No, it's the guy that that came out and even wrote. Oh a book yeah, yeah, that's right. He went to jail. It was that, uh, right? because of the Lakers Kings series. Yes. back in the early two thousand. Remember when we had Chris Webber and White Chocolate and all them? <laughs> yeah, White Chocolate. Oh, he was good. Jason, 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 was, Jason yeah, yeah, Tim. Yes, he was. So what was that Jack He um, <laughs> close enough. The yeah. Kings had jumped out to a lead in the series. In the Western Conference Finals I against remember, the that was a good Kings and team, man. The Kings were on the cusp of going, getting to the to the finals. Well, Kings are in Sacramento, a very small market, right? Lakers, Los Angeles, and and that's and the Los Angeles team, real quick, had Shaq, yeah, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that is so, Fox, that team, that is one. Yeah, they didn't have Jason Bibby. Most Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby. Jason Bibby. What the? No, fuck I had Jason Williams. Name? That's why. Go ahead, go ahead, Terry. I like this story. So, so basically what happened was Kings are about to win the series. All of a sudden, they started calling a ton of fouls on the Kings. Sending sending the Lakers to the foul line, and the Lakers won like the last two games and made it to the finals. (coughs) And he came out in his book and even said that 
yeah. that they were fixing. Yeah. yeah. Big time fixing. Yeah. So Dude, that, that destroys the sport. So I think that honestly we can unequivocally say that. I wonder if he was there for the fucking uh, uh, Heat Mavericks in 07. Fucking dirty cunt. <laughs> I mean, look at the, the FIFA thing too. The FIFA scandal. Oh, with, um, with the Kata? 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 With Kata? Yeah. Kata? 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 They found out that they'd been. I mean, it's something that people have been suspecting them of for years, but they've been taking backhanders and bribes to give Russia and Qatar the two World Cups. And yeah. Russia ended up being pretty good, in all fairness to them. They did a great job, but the Qatar one itself is just going to be. It's going to be, yeah. No one's going to take it. It's going to be a mockery. Like, they well, the literally do it in the, in the, in the winter. Uh, so they're going to be in the middle of their season. Right. It's going to destroy some people in the season. Not just that, but like, how can you try and get people who aren't into football into football when you know that the people running the joint have quite literally taken blood money because fucking slaves are building those stadiums? Yeah. Right Major, now. yeah, remember like, that's news just, reports. It's just so gross. Stadiums that are going to get built and then completely left to rot afterwards. Yep. Because nobody's going to Ten use years from now, you'll still be part of that. The Olympic venues now, you know, yeah. and. You know, uh, FIFA World World Games stadiums now. It's yep. just nothing. Well, and, and and I feel like on any world sport like so Olympics and FIFA, it's going to be harder because everyone's going to have the place they're born in as a bias. Where like I think at least, let's say the rules committee for the English Premier League or the rules committee for the NFL, you can maybe find some less bias in structuring how it works. So, like, there's no getting rid of any of it, right? Of, like, no. corruption. It's going to always happen. There's, right. Because it's, it in human, na- it's human nature, right? Yeah. Life finds a way, so does corruption. Like, it's just mm-hmm. inevitable in anything. Um, but, like... I'm <laughs> very happy about that. Thank you. Um, I don't know what you're doing for a second, honestly. My ears are so shot from this bug. Uh, maybe... I don't know, to find a um, an independent board the same way that drug testing is supposed to be, right? Like, the reason UFC gets popped is because I think they're actually using a third the, party. A third party. Yeah. yeah. But you still got to find, with the internet, everything's more accessible, so everyone's going to be into more shit. So, like, how do you... Right. How do you find the person to, like drug test the NFL and not have any interest in the NFL and want to do that job still. Mm-hmm. Unless they're just like, oh, a medical professional who likes to do chemical stuff. I don't know. <laughs> they like to mix piss with so, shit and see if it turns blue or not. So I think at the end of the day, with this, like, the only pro I can ever see out of it is that it gives you that baddie to hate. You know, that sure. team... That team or that person that you're that you're constantly rooting against, like with the Patriots, the whole you know they always get every call up in Foxborough, and everybody just fucking yeah. hates. Or the them. top six the, the, refs the, in the in the Premier League. The top yep. six in the Premier League. Yeah. Or um, any NBA ref in like your top twenty stars. Yeah. You get every call. Yeah. So I mean, it's that's the only positive I can see out of it. it the the cons just completely outweigh the pros. It's a scapegoat. You think the cons outweigh the pros? Oh, massive. I oh, think yeah. The, I think the cons range from, like, 
putting you off a sport to altogether killing one. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, I guess it's legitimizing sports. Yeah, I guess I mean, it look at the fall of boxing compared to UFC. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's don't get me wrong. Like, part of that was UFC doing the great marketing and getting a good push, but. It, it, it got a push on the back of people being sick of boxing's politics and rigging. So do you think do you think that there will be more um, down the middle refereeing in uh, the Alliance of American Football because there's no history built into any of those teams? Like starting fresh might be the best. I think maybe. to start with, yeah, because the you've got sport. less money on it. You've got less. Eyes in general. Uh, less eyes, less money, and less investment emotionally. Yeah. Unless you've got guys that are coming to officiate that have a soft spot for certain players. Or yeah, hopefully you're not going through like, yeah, hopefully you're not getting like the rest from the San Diego uh, flag football league to yeah. show up and be the, the, and be the yeah. fleet. Right, exactly. I got a question. You guys may be able to help me with this. AAFL? What is it? AAF. And XFL. What is the difference between the talent pool of the two? Are um, they still pulling from college? That's what's undetermined because the AF has their roster set um, for their season starts, starting so, February. And then when does the XFL start? Is it next year? Next, next year. year. And when do they start? In the same it's February? The same, it's going to be in the same time. And their, and their, um, their salaries, their... Their money is a lot bigger than yeah, the AF too. Significantly. So like no like you get paid hundred K to play for the fleet, like you're gonna get paid three hundred to play for someone Or a mill. I mean if you're a top pick, a few million probably. Yeah. But and, and there's always gonna be pool, like a talent pools. Canada's gonna have something to pull from. There's always gonna be college players that aren't gonna make it in the NFL. Just on the standard verge of, of making it. And and if and if any of really, really good college players that just didn't get drafted. Yeah. And you know what's kind of uh, funny is either one of those leagues would be really, really, really smart to try to get a byline into Mexico and Japan because high school and college uh, American football is blowing up in both of those countries and it would immediately add huge markets, Mexico and Japan. Yeah. Well, they could do the same for Europe. Take those yeah. rugby players that want to try. Well, so for sure. Now, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, rugby's big enough over there. France, England, that lot. Like, you, they would... you guys are definitely big on WWE. You three, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You, real quick, and I'm about to wrap up. Each one of you, what do you think is going to be, at the end of the day, have more success? AFF? What was it? AF? AAF? AAF. AAF. I know, I got my teams. AAF. You remember your team? I'm thinking about AAF. Who's your favorite team? But AAF. Who's my favorite team? Yeah, you, the, it's the Atlanta um, something. Wait. Oh, that's what you hate. Oh yeah. my god, that's what you hate. Yeah, I'll tell you right you now. You hate the legends. You love. Oh, the, I got the hot shots. That's yeah, what I love. And Nasty I hate the legends. Me. I know my shit. I'm gonna start putting on. But yo, but A A F or the X F L. What do you think? And then we'll say five years from now, who will still be standing? A A F. I think the A F. Better T V deal. I think they can coexist together. Do you think like how the NFL merged back in the sixties? Do you think one day they might no. say, "Fuck, let's just merge them"? I think they. Oh, yeah, the yeah. AAF and the XFL. Yes, I love for some relationship between sh- Vince McMahon and, uh, and the guy. So, yeah, because so, so you think we'll have a national and uh, like make it just one big. The biggest problem is going to be that that XFL is going to own all eight teams, 
And the AAF, there's eight individual owners. I think the other so problem the is... So the owner structure is going to be the difficult part of the merger. The other problem is, is the AAF want a working relationship with the NFL. They want to essentially become like feeder teams in the future, whereas kind the like XFL... Josh Johnson is, is being allowed to Which is really play. smart. Which, whereas it, like how, smart, how hockey right? has but minor league, baseball has minor league, and baseball now has the G League. The football don't really... They don't have any of that. Yeah. The idea yeah. of a minor league just doesn't attract me at all like the reason I'm attracted to this is because it's something different if you just become a minor league to me the stakes no, are but you know what I'm saying just, yeah. just, just for me but like it's like, no, I mean, just it's, a personal preference well but. I mean if it I think it it's it's gonna be I like it for two reasons I love the I love college football um and then I love that I'll be able to watch guys that I like in college football that yeah. otherwise wouldn't get a fair shake and that has actually have a chance to play themselves in, and it's not just them in t-shirt and shorts at the combine. Right. Um, you know that they can un- do something undeniable, play ten games, and maybe two years in a row, just fucking sweep the AAF and be like, cool, this five foot ten quarterback, maybe we should Let's give, give him, him a shot. shot. Yeah. So I kind of like that part. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, issue number seven of the books. Uh, we're going to go away for Christmas. We'll be back. Uh, what's the schedule look like? Is it going to be January when we record again? Yeah, man. Yep. Is it really? It's Christmas week next week. Yeah, Christmas next week. Shit. So, so yeah, we'll record again January 2nd. And we'll talk about our New Year's uh, resolution. Probably not 2nd. I'm not in what? It's my birthday. Your birthday is the 2nd. Mm-hmm. All right, so everybody, uh, wish Josh a happy birthday on Twitter. His, uh, his handle is going to be in the description. Too many numbers in it for us to <laughs> yeah, I don't wonder, it's, it's awkward to read it. Uh, follow us at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter or email us at sportstrebuchetpod at gmail.com. Any show ideas, talking points, something, feedback, tell Kyle he's shit, whatever you want to do. Uh, just let us know and have a uh, great holiday season. Have a great one. Merry Bye. Christmas, please. Happy holidays. Broken ankles, doofus. Yeet. Yep. Bye.